Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joey Nelson from Christ Temple Church's Young Adult Ministry Community. Each week we're going to upload the message from our Wednesday night service in hopes that we can help build your faith, uplift you in your walk with Christ, and as Proverbs 27:17 says, to help iron sharpen iron. So enjoy this week's message. Heavenly Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, for salvation in the one and only living Son of God. I thank you, God, that you have done all that we ever could need. And God, we call upon your name right now over these requests and over these petitions, God, that healing would be found in the bodies. That, Father, more importantly, that healing would be found in the soul and that they would be saved and they would have a, a saving knowledge that would last longer than our bodies could ever last. But, God, we would love to see your healing profess of your goodness in the, in the here and now. So right now, in Jesus' name, we pray for Sam Juniper for this, for this infection in his jaw. God, that it would be gone now in Jesus' name and you would get the glory. For Chet Smith, God, we, we rebuke the spirit of... Uh, of uh, a captive spirit of, uh, that's going to take his breath away from him when we rebuke asthma in Jesus' name. We call forth, Father, your healing your healing angels to be around him, your ministering angels to be around him. God, you have already healed us by your stripes, Jesus. So right now, we put him under it right now. For the McCoy kids, Lord, we glorify you for what you're doing in this family. And we thank you, God, that the enemy will not get the victory. We thank you, God, that you will see victory and you will see glory. And these children, Father, will be under a new level of obedience. Not under a, a cruel authority, but, Father, of obedience to your will and your goodness. In Jesus' mighty name. What the enemy has tried to steal, God, give it back tenfold. In Jesus' name. Father, for Seth Caserta, right now in Jesus' name, this physical manifestation of, of a crippling pain in his back be lifted off of him now in Jesus' name. God, we glorify you for this family. We thank you for the legacy that he is in, not that he is without, Father. So right now in Jesus' name, heal Seth Caserta, Lord. We glorify you now and for Lisa Wayman's family. Thank you, God, for this woman of God. Thank you that she was faithful, she ran the race, and she glorified you with her whole being. So right now, as we mourn in the present, we will, we will rejoice in, in the hereafter. So right now, God, as those who are mourning are missing her, we thank you, God, that we have a promise. And we have, a, we have a promise that we will see her again. And that those that love her here on earth will be reunited with her as long as they are with you. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you, Father, for the Atkins family. Father, for this, for everything that's affecting our children, God, in the physical, God. We pray a hedge of protection about them, Lord, that immunity be built up, Father, that we will make good decisions and use wisdom. And, Lord, that they would be healed in Jesus' name, Father. For what, what's on our children in, our own, in my own family, in my own household, Father, for the, for the virus that is in my daughters, that it would be gone in Jesus' name. So there would be freedom from, from physical torment, Lord. But right now in Jesus' name, we glorify you. For James and for this laser surgery and this procedure that he's going for for his retinopathy. 
we ask God that you would show a hand of a mighty miracle as you have before you will do again father you are good you are great and greatly to be praised and let this be an opportunity for you to show your glory either way it goes father he is a great servant he will listen to you and he will obey and he will show forth how good you are in Jesus mighty name God as we go forth in the rest of this service Everywhere in this house, Lord, bless those that are bringing the word. Bless those that are hearing the word. Let good seed be deposited. Let good seed be nurtured. And let it be watered by your Holy Spirit. And let there be good fruit, Lord, come forth from what you are doing in the earth. We glorify you, God, and thank you for you are great and greatly to be praised. You are mighty. You are great. I can't, I can't say great enough, God, so hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your mighty. You are great. You are greatly to be praised. You are holy, and by your righteousness and by your son Jesus, we have that same righteousness applied to us. So, God, we thank you, God, our Father. Your name be praised in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Man, I'm tired now. Um, we've got announcements. Uh, I'm going to go over these because Morgan usually handles these. Uh, I want you to be aware of what's going on. Um, God's good. God's good. Even if, even if we don't get any further than what, what has happened here tonight, God's good. Um, we're having our harvest gathering here in the great room, and we'll be having stuff out in the courtyard November 11th at 5 p.m. I'm not going to press that button because every time I does, every time I do, my, my grammar is completely broken right now. I've gone, I've gone completely, I've gone completely Logan County in five seconds. Um, um, but we will have that out here. If you haven't been to one of our harvest gatherings, it's just a really awesome time of, of fellowship. You get to know who you're beside, not just by uh, five seconds after the message is over. Um, it's really good time for you to, to get to know your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, strengthen, strengthen the bond married couples. How many days we got? Y'all are the official count. Seven and a half days. <laughs> September 29th in Pigeon Ford. If you're married and is it sold out? Or do we not? Okay. If, if you're married and you need to go and you don't think you can find a way, we'll make a way. Um, we, we, we had amazing opportunity to come our way, but we just, we're just not going to be there this, this time. Uh, next year, it's going to be a different story. Uh, Tyrone and Corita Gore, amazing men, man and woman of God, uh, will be bringing the word, and so will Sam and Sherry Vance. I don't find it coincidental that Sam's supposed to speak here next week, and he's supposed to speak at the retreat, and then this attack comes on his family. Um, so pray for them. Uh, these speakers are awesome. It's another opportunity for you to get away, like retreat, but come together. Uh, <laughs> I love my kids. I love my kids, but retreat from your children and get closer to God. <laughs> but then come back and give it to your children. But then you feel awkward because you don't know what to do without them. Like it's really weird. Yeah. Really weird. So their conviction. Um, <laughs> um, October twentieth to twenty first, uh, the women's uh, the women of spirit ignite conference. Um, if you yes. need to scan that, I'll have this up at the end of service too. 
Uh, $20 for early birds ended on the 14th, so you don't get the worm. Um, uh, or a swag bag included for all early birds. You don't get that free swag bag. Um, $25 uh, general admission starts uh, the 15th, which was three days ago. Yeah, or no. Gosh, I'm off. I've been back and forth to the doctor a lot. <laughs> haven't, haven't been sleeping a lot. Um, but it started on the 15th. CTCWV.com slash Ignite23 if you need to get on there or just scan that when I put it up. Next week should be Sam here speaking. Again, remember him in prayer because um, this man has a great testimony. His, him, he and his wife have a great testimony together, but just their family alone have a great testimony too. Um, i trying to think if there was anything else. She sent me some. She sent me some stuff to put up. I think that might be it. Um, again, if you got a card or group me in our Facebook, uh, bark or our QR codes on there. You can scan that. This will be up at the end of service too. And now that that's handled, I wish I could sit down, <laughs> but I'm not. No, I feel lazy. And and I work on a computer most of the day. I don't want to sit down. Um, we've been talking about triggers for now seven weeks, even though last week was just really awesome time of prayer and God handling things. And I got like 15 minutes in. I don't care. It was awesome. Um, and then God gave me a lot today that I won't get through tonight. But His will is being accomplished, and and. A lot has been, has anyone been like really, really learning from this series? I know I have. If you don't, if you didn't get it, I got it. Um, going and actually researching in my own life, seeing the stuff that's, that's constantly been uh, uh, either a habit or something that I've, I've let consistently stay in my life that's either pulled me away from God or pushed me to Him. Um, Triggers is what we're calling this, but it's uh, what we're going to talk about tonight is more about um, talking about more about God triggers or you know him him pushing you and prompting Holy Spirit prompting you, uh, but mainly in the realm of discernment is what I'm going to talk about today. And I make little notes to myself, and I and half the time I'm like I need to say that because it'll be funny and they'll get a nice little chuckle. And then half the time I'm like, oh, nobody will get that but me. So I'm not going to do But um, if, if I had a title for it, it would be Don't Shun Discernment. Uh, because a lot of the times when we're walking this out in, in our Christian faith and when we're trying to know more about God, we'll be okay with the superficial things. We'll be okay with getting saved. We'll be okay with going to church. We'll be okay with... Reading our Bible every now and then, but when it when it comes to things like when it comes to things like uh, the spiritual gifts, everyone's like like Homer Simpson going back into the shrubs on on the gift. Um, he's like, hold up, I'm okay with being a Christian, but I'm gonna go back in here with all the others. Um, when it or we're okay with one. 
I'm okay with being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, but I'm not going to prophesy. That's not my calling. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to use discernment and tell my brother that God showed me in a dream and gave me a vision because I'm scared that I might be wrong. Even though we're supposed to exercise our faith, how many knows that when you're exercising or doing anything athletic, sometimes you get it wrong and you break a bone. Sometimes you injure yourself. Sometimes you injure others. Does that mean you're you're afraid to step out on the field again? No, not if you're any type of athlete. I coach people in professional wrestling and just general athletics and mobility. If I have one one in general, one person in mind, and he is he's an awesome human being. He's seeing God at work, and he's that close. To a, a really awesome relationship with God, but he's still got his his own. I'm going to pull from here, pull from there, pull from here, and maybe Jesus, if he shows up, he's treating it that way. But when it comes to being injured, he's not scared at all because he has someone that's teaching him, showing him how he got injured, and showing him how he can correctly not go about doing that again. <laughs> we have a Father, and we have the, the Holy Scriptures, and we have Holy Spirit. And we have Jesus giving us revelation to keep us from messing up again, even though we might mess up in sometimes zealousness. Anybody know what zealous means? Exuberant energy that sometimes is violent. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a descriptive word that talks about um, the zealots were a group of Jews that were very, very warlike and very, very feared. But when it came to their faith, no one messed with them. No one mess with their God because they'll take you out or cut you down. Uh, similar faith that David had when it came to Goliath. He was very zealous for God because this giant was just disrespecting his God and all these other Jews were just sitting around saying, oh, there's this big giant that's scaring me and I don't think I should go out there and fight him because what if I die? If they die, they go to be with God in heaven. And he's like, who is this giant? He should disrespect my God. And he's, he's like, I'll take him on if y'all are too scared to. And what would happen if David did, if David was defeated by Goliath? God would still get the glory and people would have rose up after more than likely because how many times have you seen kids get picked on? And when one finally steps up to get their back, what happens? That's what would have happened if, if David would have fought and lost, but God was with him and God... God pushed him forward, and he had discernment that he should not take Saul's armor. He should not. He couldn't do everything that Saul was telling him to do. He's like, I, I, I respect you, King, but yeah, this don't fit. I can't work in this. This is not the way I move. God's telling me to do this, and He's equipped me already. I'm going to take these five smooth stones. I'm only going to need one. Then I'm going to take that giant sword and cut his own head off. God's equipping you, and he's already equipped you, but some of y'all are scared that you're going to fail or that you're going to fall. And you're not so much scared at falling, but you're scared at what people will say afterwards. Can I tell you it don't matter? What does it matter if you're doing something in Jesus' name? Now, before I say that and it goes out and people are like, I need to go do this. 
in Jesus' name, in his will, according to what Jesus would do. Don't go try to overthrow your neighbor and take their yard and say, Jesus told me I need to have this. <laughs> Everywhere I place my foot. <laughs> no. Don't take it. Don't take it and twist it. Because that's what the devil does. Um, but some of y'all are afraid, and I, I'll, I'll testify myself. I was called at an early age and was told that I had the calling of, of a David on my life. Like I, I had the heart of David. And I was like, what in the world does that mean? Does that mean I'm going to go cut down a giant? Does that mean I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to be this and that and this and that? And it scared the life out of me. And then when I was 18, everyone knows the story that's been in here for a hot minute. Tony <laughs> Pastor Tony decided he was going to get on drugs again. Um, and, and when Pastor Tony fell, fell away from God and fell back into addiction, my pastor leaned on me at 18 years old and said, you're the new youth pastor. And I said, bye. <laughs> I'm 18. I don't know. I can't handle this. But how many know that if God's called you and God's equipped you, it don't matter what men say. It really doesn't. Because in the grand scheme of everything, if I go forth, and he brought up Todd White. Oh, Todd White's coming here. Todd White has a lot of scrutiny on him right now. There's a lot of uh, what I consider, and that, that's just me, my opinion. There's a lot of people that have a lot of biblical knowledge and that, that have a good following that are using their following to discredit a man that is actively pursuing God and trying to show forth God's glory and try to show that he's a charlatan. I can testify. Man saw me, pointed out things in my physical body, and while... I'm stupid and do a lot of crazy stuff with my physical body to where I re-injured stuff. I saw healing that day and moves freer than I'd ever been free because he called it out and put it under the blood. But he'd also, years prior, when he was a baby Christian, went forth to, to heal people. They didn't see their healing then. And he was discouraged, but God told him otherwise. If it's your calling and it's what God has birthed in you, you have to do it. You have to do it. So he went forth and exercised his faith again. And he still had people that didn't get healed. And he would get a word of knowledge. How many has gotten a word of knowledge and you've went to go give it and then you've seen, obviously, this was not their word. And this is not what they needed to hear at that moment. Or maybe you had the word and you... Instead of speaking the one, you decided I'm going to get super religious and I'm going to add like 50, 50 other sentences when all I needed to say was God just wanted to say that he's still here. But don't let your mistakes in pursuit of, your, of what God has called you to do, don't let that become a place that fear sets up in your house and robs you of what God has called you to do. You cannot let that devil sit in your house. And you can't just sit there and act like it ain't a devil. Because if it takes you away from God and it tells you something that God has told you and it's backed up by Scripture, it's a devil telling you. It's not just your mind. And we're going to talk about more of that more of that maybe tonight. Some may come to you and laugh at you and say that you're crazy on what you said. Yep. They're quick to do that. 
but it might be that one person that doesn't say anything that you planted the seed for. They might not be as quick to, to verify that as what the people are that want to make fun of you and say that you're crazy. And most of the ones are just religious bullies. They're, they're, they're going to go and point out whenever you mess up because they're scared to do what God's called them to do. And while, while they're seeing you and laughing at you mess up and fail, they're not looking at the fact that this person was called at a young age to preach. And they're still scared to do it. But look at this guy that out there, he was out there trying to do it. And he fell. Don't look at me, but look at that guy. That happens a lot. Because we often bow to fear. We often give fear an altar in our home. We often give, give fear an altar in our mind. We often give fear an altar that's uh, where God's supposed to be sitting on the throne. Because we are afraid to do what God's called us to do because it's God's calling us. And we think that we're going to fail. But how many times in this word has he used so many? And we were just talking about when you brought up Zacchaeus. I saw a really amazing video and shared it with my with my wife, and I shared it with you too. Uh, Zacchaeus climbed up in a tree. A very short man climbed up in a tree. And if you've been in Bible school, you've heard you've heard the story. Zacchaeus, come down half tea with or half, come. supper with you but we're afraid yeah she wept at Jesus feet and wiped his feet washed his feet with her tears while, while her sister was sitting there saying what do you think you're doing get up and do what I'm doing you're not supposed to be doing that you're supposed to be doing your religious duty and being in your proper role that that is set forth as opposed to what God said come sit at my feet and and, and worship just be with me. But she wasn't afraid of that, but we kind of get that way. Um, I know that in my own personal life, when I ran away from the calling to preach and to teach, I was miserable. And literally going back and if like if I play it back in my mind, if I rewind and start from the time that pastor called, told me that I was going to be the youth, the youth pastor, <clears throat> I saw... A year, a year later, I was in a bad relationship that led me into sexual sin, which led to another and another and another into drinking, into everything else. On top of that, on top of that, layer upon layer upon layer that if I would have just been obedient, even though I was scared, being in the will of God and in the call of God sometimes keeps us from allowing those opportunities that the devil wants to, to take a throne, uh, uh, take put an altar where, where the throne of God's supposed to be, that w I probably wouldn't have had opportunity because I'd be busy doing the things that God's called me to do. 
what I've probably been messing up at 18, trying to trying to govern a bunch of other 18 year olds and and some of them 20 and 22 because they they still hung around the the, the youth group. Yeah, I probably would have messed up. Probably had people that thought that they knew more in the Bible than me, correcting me while I'm preaching. I do know that that happens, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> I've had I've had pastor give me a compliment and tell me that uh, you're really funny and you've got some good content, and I'm like, what does that mean? Did I do a good job? <laughs> but like it was a it was an extreme compliment coming from him because he does this and has done this for how many years? For him to take the time to tell me and encourage me, that was an amazing compliment. But in my flesh, I thought, oh gosh, am I too am I too much of a comedian? Am I trying to get everybody to laugh? Am I trying to keep everybody entertained, or am I trying to tell them what God's given me? I know from my heart and I know from, from Holy Spirit that I'm doing exactly what he gives me. Because if I was trying to give you everything that that Joey wants to say, we'd probably be done about 10 minutes. Because I would start stammering like I do with my kids when I try to act like I'm not who I am. When I try to act like a super dominant authoritarian <coughs> and I'm not. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good father, but I am not an authoritarian. But I get bass in my voice, and then whenever the next minute I see them crying, I'm like, I just want you to know I love you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Daddy didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> when I put bass in my voice, I didn't, didn't really mean to scare you. You want another popsicle? Yeah, you can have two. Take the whole box. You want a new car? You can have a new car. Yeah. But when it comes to what God gives me, like anybody that's spoken and and when you testified and made one, mm -hmm. how much nerves did you have <laughs> before? Yeah. But when you were up there, what yeah. happened? I don't remember being up there really. Because it wasn't. I opened my mouth and words came out. Because yeah, <laughs> you're off it. That's why. <laughs> When you're doing what God has called you to do and what God has put forth in you to do, you may be an introvert that says, I will never, ever, ever speak in front of anybody. And God will put you on the spot because you, you wanted to talk about Zacchaeus. <laughs> and then you'll be on the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> For even more people to listen to. But it's just like, so, so my wife, Everyone knows my wife. My wife has been raised in church, been raised to be a worship leader, and I'm not going to steal her testimony because God's like doing amazing things with this woman. And I can say that seeing it happen in everyday life. But she's been raised in this and and their family testimony is amazing. And I'm not I'm just in the family. It's not my job to tell that. That's theirs. But with what everything that the devil tried to steal from him, and then God restored, and God is pouring out more, and God is showing forth more, and God is raising up strong leadership that is doing things that they never thought they would do. Both of y'all, I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> everything that God says that you can do, you can do it. Because if he says it, he's not a liar. Just because we think we can't. 
don't mean that you can't. And just think, just because it's out of your wheelhouse, guess what? It's his wheelhouse. It's his world. It's his universe. It's everything outside of this reality is his. Time and space. We can find everything that time and space will. If, if, I, if I make it this long in my Christian walk, guess what? Time and space don't even matter to God. They're just a portion. This is something he spoke. God defines discernment as the in, in 1 Corinthians 12.10 as the ability distinguish, to distinguish between spirits. So, while we're pushing forth in, into the subject of triggers, and we'll pause as Sam comes next week. When God gives you discernment on things that you should act on, Fear cannot be a part of your, your equation with God. Because fear is not a spirit that God has given you. The word says so. So when you incorporate spirit, the spirit of fear, into what you're supposed to do and what you're called to do, you're not acting in God's will. Oops. Did I say that? I did. Now, if fear is trying to creep in, if fear is present, Trying to weave its way in there, you can be, you can rest assured that you're doing what God's supposed to, God's telling you that you're supposed to do. Because if they, again, if there, if there is no weapons formed against you, you're not effective for the kingdom. Even if it's just one single small voice telling you you shouldn't, there's a still small voice that tells you you should. And if that voice is the one that you hear, and if that one's the one that you know, and he's told you to do something, rest assured, you can do it through Jesus Christ and through his Holy Spirit. Okay? Mm -hmm. Most people stick to the Cliff Notes version of Christianity because they are afraid. You cannot, and mark it down, write it down, put a note in your phone, you cannot let fear... Be a part of your walk with God. Now, being being anxious is okay. Because anxious means you're not sitting still. There's no room for stagnation when you're anxious about what's going to happen. When a, a mother is about to give birth, the whole house is anxious. <laughs> Everybody's anxious. And all your friends are nervous with good nervous like energy with good anticipation of what's going to happen. Being anxious is okay. Being under worry, anxiety, and fear is different than that. But when you have anticipation of what God's going to do, rest assured fear will try to creep in because anticipation and that energy of God's about to do something big on the flip is, but what if he doesn't? And what if you mess up? Everything that God has for you, the enemy has the direct opposite to try to make you think that God's a liar. He has the exact perverse opposite for you uh, because he wants that. That's his form of worship. That's what he wants you to fall into. If he wants you to have a good thriving marriage where you trust each other, where you are in agreement and, and are married for life, and the enemy wants to creep in and tell you, Maybe she's not the one. Maybe you were wrong. Maybe, you know, 
He used to be in shape, but now he's kind of, uh. <laughs> but I don't want to get so personal to it. <laughs> um, all these little 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 whispers are meant to distract you from what God has called you to. The promises that He's given you, He'll start trying to chip away at them to make you think that what God said about this person is a lie. To make you think about to make you think that the calling that He's that He's placed on your life was a lie. That maybe I'm, it'll, maybe it'll be one of those noble lies too. That where it says, maybe I'm supposed to be the one that pushes this other person into doing it by me being obedient and and telling them that they should. Maybe that's what God wanted me to do. If God told you that you're supposed to do it, you're supposed to do it. If He says in your word, uh, says in His word that you're supposed to go throughout the highways and the hedges and, and share the gospel and share the good news of Jesus Christ and you don't share the good news of Jesus Christ, you're not doing what he told you to do. If he tells you you're supposed to be baptized after, you, after you've been saved and you haven't been baptized yet, you're not doing what he said you should do. If he says to be holy as I am holy and you're not living a holy life, you're not doing what he's supposed to do, what he wants you to do and how he wants you to be. But... Focusing on discernment. I'm trying to rail back in because we don't have that much time. It's 822. And I'm, I'm not even in the first paragraph, so God's good. Um, I would rather be known as one of the weird ones that pursues God in every little unction, as long as it's according to his word. If he says to cast out demons and he says to, to share, uh, share the word of God and, and to be the one that cares for the widows and the one that, that helps the homeless and, and helps the orphans. And I'm saying all this stuff that we neglect right now. We're comfortable being in the church, but we're not comfortable with doing what he said to do. And I, I'm convicted myself, not just everybody in here. Um, if that's your ministry, God bless you. Because sometimes it's scary. But that's anticipation of what God can do. As opposed to what the enemy wants to do to put fear into that. Um, I'd rather be one of the weird ones who pursues God's and God's will and the things of God that others are afraid of, than to be the one that sits still and rests in my salvation, knowing how good God is and knowing that He still loves me, and know that He won't kick me out and He won't He won't shun me as long as if you're not in His will. If you're lukewarm, what does the word say? Lukewarm means you're neither hot nor cold. I would rather be hot and weird. Now I'll go with my wife. Ah. I'm not hot. But. Thank you, God. I was waiting for the toilet to flush. <laughs> but um, I'd rather be hot and weird for God. That still sounds weird. Than uh, be someone that is right in the middle, that went to the altar, that donated or, or gave tithe and gave an offering every now and then. And I was I was here and I helped hand out food every now and then. 
And but God told me that I was going to be a missionary. God told me that I needed to go speak to my neighbor. God told me to 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 give five dollars to that man and share the gospel that's sitting there with that sign hiding his face. I'm convicted over that, y'all. Um, there's a man that was on the on the exit uh, for uh, where the VA is, uh, and I pulled off and <coughs> hit his face where I couldn't even give him money. And I wanted to get out my car, but I was afraid everybody else would try to run me over. Um, that would have been a good news story. And then I could have glorified God in a cast. Um, <laughs> but things like that, being obedient, being that guy that, that shows my kid that there's a guy over there that, that says he needs money, but I know that he needs money and he needs an encouraging word to get him through the next day. That he needs to know that Jesus still loves him even though he's been an alcoholic or, he, or he's been away from God. He's got PTSD to the point to where he can't look people in the eye. I prayed over a man and it wasn't me, but he was dealing with PTSD from being a Gulf War veteran and he didn't think that God could heal him because he saw himself as a murderer because he was doing the duty that, that was placed on him by his, by, his, by his country that he accepted and that he willfully went and did because he thought that because he willfully went and, and did that and, and went into the armed services and, and then had to do what, what is done in conflict. He thought that he was considered a murderer. Another lie from the enemy. But I talked to him God gave me a word for him, and he received it, and I saw him healed. And I saw him free from like a bunch of other stuff just because he was obedient mm -hmm. and because he believed God as opposed to believing the fear that was trapping him. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't deal with it now. He doesn't deal with it now. <clears throat> he got him out of a bad situation, and he's blessed him over and over and over again. And if he's done it before, he'll do it again. That's not our motivation. It's just a byproduct of son and daughtership. If we're obedient and we listen and we do what he's called us to do and we have proper discernment and we don't let fear rule us, he'll show forth his goodness, his mercy, his grace, and his blessings. Everything that we spend so much time and focus on and we pray for a miracle, for financial miracles, God bless it, I need one. But it ain't my focus. My focus is doing his will 100%. And when, I, when I'm in obedience, I've watched it over and over and over again. My family has never lacked because of him. Because of him. I've seen, I've seen my daddy, who my mom, who's a nurse, was sure he was going to die that day, raise up and in, in, in literally minutes after I laid hands on him, not because I'm anything other than obedient, but God is so good. I saw him start having cognition, clicking, his words coming to him that weren't there, and him sitting up in a bed where he couldn't raise his foot. He was stuck in a loop like a glitch and couldn't get up. And God, in literally two minutes after the prayer, he sat up in the bed, shook it off, and starts talking normal. Wow. Out of obedience. And not allowing fear. I had a sense of urgency to get to my daddy. 
because God said, go there, pray over it. My mom is one of the most awesome prayer warriors in the world. She'll go to bat for anybody. But it was her husband. And the enemy knew that she'd seen him go through every stage of this, whatever you want to call it. So she had all this evidence against what God could do. And in one act of obedience and me and her coming in agreement and God being in the room, he showed up and showed off because of obedience. Discern. Listen. Do not be afraid because God is good. The spirit of fear is not of you. It's not of God. And if you are his children, it's not of you. Quit letting it live in your household. When you have discernment, <coughs> spiritual discernment of that possibly something bad can happen, we'll go into this next week or, or after, after Sam speaks. Discernment and, and Holy Spirit and intuition are two different things. But when you're full of the Holy Spirit, it, it, it works together. They're two separate things, but it works together. And sometimes as Christians, we rely more on intuition than we do Holy Spirit. Intuition is a natural thing that we're all ingrained with. God loves us so much that even that while we're away, he'll protect us from danger and give us, give us a natural response to, to things that are around us. But then whenever we do know Jesus and we are filled with the Holy Spirit, God will give us discernment that will show forth the things that we can't even wrap our minds around. He'll protect us from things and show us things that we need to protect other people from and deliver them from. You'll be able to see in the spiritual. You'll be able to hear in the spiritual. You'll be able to do things that in your flesh you cannot do. And you'll be able to know things in your flesh that you do. there's no way you could possibly know. And the whole purpose for it is not so you, they can say, wow, look at him. It's so, it's so they can say, wow, look at God. Yes. <clears throat> Next week, we'll get, get further into this. Um, please remember all these prayer requests. If you want to double up on them and put them into the uh, group me please do so and if you have more and if you have something that needs to be said off to the side private message me uh text me uh, i wish i had Maria's number on there but i don't because she's my wife and i protect her um use discernment on how you contact people women uh this is just free advice that's free anyway um <laughs> When you're dealing with things of the spirit, go to a woman, go to a woman of spirit that's filled with the Holy Spirit that is that is definitely not just a Christian, but someone you can trust. Men go to men because the devil likes to put the appearance of evil in those situations to make it look like a weird form of intimacy. And then sometimes he, he weaves in there when there's weakness. That that goes with discernment. And if you know ahead of time, you won't make that mistake. So I've, I've given you knowledge. You're held accountable. Ha. Huh. Yes, ma'am. I have to share this because my heart's doing the same. But you were talking about um, people like caring what you, like caring about what people say, you mess up or you do the wrong thing. First uh, Philippians 10, or first Philippians 1, verse 10 and 11 says, I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of his return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. So it really doesn't matter 
what people say. What really matters is bringing glory to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, Ed Trout said it best, too, like, uh, and I've heard it from other uh, prophets. When he gives a word, like, probably within a minute or two, he doesn't even remember what's going on because God's going through him. Sometimes you'll have a message from somebody and you'll, you'll go, they'll come back to you, man, that was awesome. I can't believe that you, you knew right then and there. And then they'll be like, I don't know what you're talking, what's your name again? It, God will work that way sometimes. That's how, that's how mysterious, how, how awesome and how magnificent he is. He will show forth himself through a complete stranger. Uh, and you, if you all really think about it, you've got at least one instance to where he's done that with a complete stranger that's given you a word or that's shown you something that God has already shown you to remind you how good God is. And some of you have had multiple times and you still doubt that God is good. And you still doubt that God's for you. God is for you. I can't, can't repeat that enough. I can't scream that enough. God is for you. Um, but don't forget that you've got a tool bag and you've got weapons to we all think that the enemy's the only one with weapons. You got a sword right here that nobody even half of y'all don't even unsheath. I'll get into in my own stuff and I'll let my flesh start rising up before I before I go to scripture. Because I think if I can use these two hands and fix it, I'll do it. Because that's how my daddy did it. <laughs> but my father, on the other hand, has higher ways, most of which don't require broken bones and busted knuckles. But let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you, God, for your goodness, grace, and mercy. I pray, Lord, that you show forth good fruit from what has been planted tonight. God, we glorify you for what you're doing in the earth and what you're showing forth in the heavens. God, as we are in these, these days and times that, that it looks like the end is nigh, God, show your glory more and more through your people. Let us not allow fear to be in the equation when it comes to our walk and our calling with you. God, let us listen to you and heed your Holy Spirit. God, speak to us louder. Let your still small voice be louder than any lie from the enemy, God. We glorify and thank you for all things. Protect us as we go home. Heal those that are under affliction right now and infirmity. Lord, heal them now in Jesus' mighty name, according to your word and your will, that we all be healed and whole. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. Bless our children and those that come after. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, I just want to thank you for listening to this week's message. If it encouraged you, share it with someone. We all are on this Christian walk together. We're a body of believers that should be strengthening each other. So if it touched your heart, share it with someone else. If you want to become a part of community, we meet every Wednesday night at 730 after worship at 2400 Johnstown Road, Christ Temple Church in beautiful Huntington, West Virginia. We would love to have you a part of our service and we'd love to meet you. But most importantly, just make sure reach out if you're in need of prayer or if you just need more community.